Group experience, group experience is a new and refreshing way for you, your friends, or your family to travel. Check the show notes to learn more. In the world of travel, things are constantly changing. There's always something to learn about the places we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations, a podcast designed for students of travel. Hello and welcome to DBE. I'm your host, Stevie G, and you are listening to the podcast designed for students of travel. Make sure to give Destinations Beyond Expectations a follow on Instagram and a like on Facebook and head over to dbetravel.com to see all the episodes along with some insightful travel blogs. Rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts really helps this show grow. So if you have a minute to give the show a five-star rating, along with some kind words, that would be awesome. We got a good show today, so let's dive in. My friend Chris Kilworth from the Between the Mountains Adventure podcast is back on the show to talk all about an amazing trip he took to Helsinki, Finland. Chris wrote a really great blog about his adventure in Helsinki, which you can find on the Between the Mountains website. I'm including a link to his blog in this episode's show notes, and I want to quickly mention that the best way to follow today's show is to have the blog up as you listen. All right, here we go. I hope you enjoy this Destination Rewind to Helsinki, Finland. All right, Chris, welcome back to Destinations Beyond Expectations. Uh, Thanks so much for joining me again. Yeah, it's my pleasure to come back, honestly. It's a it's nice listening to other people. So to join them is is an honor. Thanks. Great. Well, you took a really, really cool trip, uh, another really cool trip uh, to Helsinki, Finland. And why don't we review it? Yeah, it's, so th- this was quite a, a nice trip. I called it like weekend backpacking because it wasn't a hotel stay. It wasn't walking around museums and lots of like specific buildings. Um, every day uh it was very much packing a backpack i'm um, staying in an airbnb and then just exploring as much as i could um just sacrificing a little bit of sleep not too much after the first night uh, and just jam packing as much as i could um helsinki is a beautiful city and it's got loads of history there um, it's home to culture nature saunas activities a sea fortress and it's got eight national parks within a two hour drive from the city so it was uh, quite appealing to go and shove as much as I could into into three full days. So um, I, I suppose I suppose really probably best place to start is, is like another day zero, like Italy. Yeah, Chris is now known for his day zeros. Last time he came onto the show to review his trip to Italy, he started the day zero trend. You can listen to that episode. It's just a few back. Uh, so... I only call it day zero because there's a little bit of planning there, but it's not really a day. What I did was I took one and a half days annual leave off my job. So I left Thursday afternoon from work, drove straight to the airport. I got a late flight into Helsinki um, and just just so that I could wake up and have a full day on the Friday. I thought for the sake of half a day's annual leave, it's it's pretty it's pretty worth doing that. Um, And I I learned pretty quickly, actually, as as soon as I landed that I, I, I suddenly realized I hadn't figured out how I was going to get to the hostel for the first night. And I I knew Finland is expensive. And I went straight to the taxi rank on at the airport. And all I'll say straight away is, oh, for this day zero, is avoid 
the airport taxis if you can because I, I just thought oh hey that's pretty expensive I just sort of quizzed him on some key finish like Kitos which is thank you um, and then got to the hostel checked in woke up which turns out breakfast breakfast was free got the Uber for, for on the way back and it was um, it was like half the price as the taxi on the way there but 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 yeah, the hostel was was brilliant. Everything's in the blog that I've that I've written for this actually. It's called I think Muir Hostel I think, um, and it's fantastic. Easy to find. Top floor of this sort of building, and then you go all the way to the bottom floor for breakfast, uh, and that was day zero really. So perfect. I like it. So let's get to day number one. Day one. Yeah, day one. So. Uh, pretty much waking up like i said getting that uber and being hit in the face with the reality of 50 percent reduction of the uh, the taxi to where i was um but i just sort of bit the bullet and cracked on I-, I went straight to do the car hire um so i had myself a nice little toyota yaris which did did the job the whole way through um and i pretty much pegged it straight away a two-hour drive to tikio national park and um and I suppose a good place to mention now is the time of year I went. I went in March, and the reason I chose March is because it's usually meant to be in Helsinki, a frozen sea with some sort of broken clumps of ice sort of floating about, and snow most of the time. So I picked out for, for the scenery, I love a bit of snow me, um, and I picked a Seaview Airbnb as well so I could hopefully see that. Um, and then I got there and there was no snow at, at all, really. A, a light smittering as I went around some national parks. But mm. it was mainly just cold, no snow, quite dry. Um, and the sea was not frozen. And that's because of global warming. Um, the the host of the Airbnb had pretty much said that uh, Chris, they, when you not... when you say cold, like what about what te- what type of temperature are you talking? Okay, we are. T- you'll have to put the Fahrenheit uh, in as an edit here or something. <laughs> you can, you can go so, Celsius if you want. Yeah, let's go. Um, uh, it, it was about zero to three degrees Celsius, uh, minus when it got a bit late and during the night. So yeah, <laughs> uh, whatever that is in Fahrenheit. Zero to three Celsius is thirty-two to roughly thirty-seven degrees Fahrenheit. So yeah, pretty cold, nice and fresh. But I was blessed with just beautiful weather there. So pegged it all the way to Tico National Park, and I was the only person there as i got further away from from the city the temperature dropped a little bit more um, and there was some snow left over just that the sun hadn't quite baked off and and as i was driving down to the car park just using google maps to find it um i was the only car to have gone through the snow that day so i turned up i was the only one in the park i was wondering if it was closed but i guess just turns out not many people there in march <laughs> um but i i walked around just from the car park had a nice little wonder and uh yeah very very much the only person there just took it all in the the lake there was frozen so uh, there, there's a few photos on the on the blog and the, um on my instagram as well just of that lake and, and another one the next day as well just completely frozen which was amazing to see um but yeah just sort of did a nice hike around there and then got back to the rental car to head back to helsinki do you suppose that maybe I mean, you were you had it. I'm reading your blog right now. It was quiet, fresh, beautiful, and you had it all to yourself. I mean, you directly post that in there. Do you think maybe at a different time of year the park would be much more busy with visitors? Yeah, I think so. Looking across the way, there seemed to be a, a town that appeared to be um, kitted out for visitors. It didn't look touristy because that's not really something Finland apparently does, from what I could see. Um, 
and if I'm casting my head back, it's quite vague, but uh, Finland have an amazing national park website. It is linked again. It is so helpful. And if I remember correctly, there's a load of water activities you can do there. They call Finland Land of a Thousand Lakes. So there's, I'm pretty sure there's some water-based activities you can do in the summer there. I think it was just massively off-season. So yeah, I got back in the car, headed back to Helsinki, and the reason I chose not to add, like, quickly rush something else in uh, was because the Airbnb I got, like I said, I mentioned earlier, it had a balcony with a sea view, but it also had a private sauna, which is nuts. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm a big fan of that, so I, I love the idea of just sort of waking up and for free having one right there. Um, so I got back, sort of checked in, uh, you know, that's just Airbnb stuff. Everyone knows what that's like. Um, the guy was super, super friendly, kicked myself out with some food and some Summersby apple cider, and then went to Alas open air uh, sea, open air sauna and pool. It's like a heated pool. It's It was stunning. It was so nice. Just rocked up. Um, uh, may or may not have nicked the towel from there. Sorry. <laughs> um, it was just super comfy. <laughs> um, and, um, and yeah, it was brilliant. Just a nice little sauna there. They're a big fan of the sauna. In fact, they would tell you off for saying sauna. They call it sauna over in Finland. Um, it's a big cultural thing, apparently. So loads of them dotted about the place. There's even, you could do, uh, it's a Ferris wheel, massive Ferris wheel, but each pod is a sauna. So you can go in it and go around this Ferris wheel whilst you're chilling out in the sauna. So, Whoa. Yeah. That's interesting. Pretty cool, but you've got, you've got to like the heat because there's no leaving when you're up there. Oh, <laughs> you know? yeah. You can't think, oh, I'm pretty done here. Let's, let's head out without doing <laughs> right. a base jump. But um, but yeah, it, it was stunning. Really, really nice just to relax. And then uh, unusually, I went to this brilliant Italian restaurant for dinner and just got a nice pizza and uh, a nice red wine and then headed back via um, uh, a bar called Holiday Bar, I think it was called, um, and just sort of, t- sort of took it all in. Something quite that's quite big with Scandinavia is sitting outside in the cold with a blanket and um, and ha- either having a coffee or a drink or something and just watching the world go by. So it was about 11pm or 10pm or something. I just sat outside with a blanket across my lap having a nice cocktail, so... <laughs> not too bad yeah i mean so it seems to me like when i think of the a lot of the nordic countries i feel like they really appreciate and admire nature so i mean that Mm. seems right in line like with something they would do i mean did you get that sense too that they really appreciate and admire nature yeah hugely massively on day three i'll I'll nip over it a little bit but on day three i went to the natural history museum and finland I, i knew about this anyway but finland are huge uh very progressive with climate change and they're they're big pushes and they're doing their bit to to huh, slow it down and stop it as best they can as a country anyway but it's just a shame that they're not um you know big people like the uk us or china or anyone <laughs> just doing their small little bit but but yeah hugely they love nature and um and uh, yeah that, that was kind of day one wrapped up really um to, to tikio national park to alice open air pool and sauna and then to that stunning italian restaurant <laughs> Perfect. Uh, then, and you also mentioned too before we go on to day number two yeah. that you had an espresso martini or three maybe at the holiday <laughs> bar was that just a, a great way to cap off day one? Oh, hundred 100 percent yeah it's, it's nice I, I figured there's right so this this thing confused me so in in finland they've got a big thing called fika or fika which is where you sit outside with a coffee and the the, the, the drinking of coffee is quite cultural to them and 
I saw no one doing that, but this was still the end of day one. So I figured it's late. Uh, and the way I could maybe sit outside and still have that coffee is maybe by having an espresso martini. So it was like a two birds, one stone, I guess. But, um, but, uh, I but like yeah, it was it. nice. I, I, I had a, um, a lovely walk back. <laughs> there you go. Well, it sounds like you had a great day one. Are you ready to jump into day number two? Yeah, 100%. Let's do it. Day two. So day two was uh, a change of plan. And that's something that... Uh, was the theme of this was just adapting to how I felt and and the availability around me and just adapting to how the city works so and just realizing how much more close together everything is you know when I did a road trip to Norway I stopped off in Rotterdam in Netherlands and I had this big walk planned I was thinking right there's loads of these sort of key architectural highlights and I knocked them out in about an hour. It turns out they were much closer than I thought. And it was a, it was the same thing in Helsinki. So it was just adapting to what I would be able to do that weekend. Initially, I wanted to go to Koli National Park. And that was going to be 12 hours total of driving there and back before the walk, the, the trail hike, and then watching sunset, which would have meant six hours driving in Finland with after sunset. And I've only just arrived in the country driving manual on the wrong side of the road for the first time. So... <laughs> Um, I changed it up and instead I went to Nuxio National Park um, and then I went to Sipun Korpi National Park. That's how you say it in English anyway. I have no idea what the actual pronunciation is. Um, sorry if uh, you have any Finnish listeners. Um, but I woke up and uh, straight in the sauna, um, watched sunrise as well from the balcony, which is incredible, zero degrees just watching the sun come up over the over the sea, um, yeah, stunning. And uh, got in the car, drove to Nuxio National Park, and the trail. Let me see if I can find the trail while I'm there. Oh yeah, there you are. Experiencing sunrise at minus one degree Celsius, so it was below freezing. Was it was that morning sunrise? But it was very fresh, straight into the sun. The sun was warming up while I was outside. So. Um, but yeah, so went to Nuxio National Park and I did the um, Klaserin Kieros Trail. And again, that is linked on the on the blog, so uh, don't try and write that down as I'm saying it. But um, I only did that by accident because I used Google Maps to take me to the to the um, national park, and it got me there just fine. But it was the wrong side to the trail I had researched and wanted to do initially, so I just picked the route. And the routes are so easy. To do um, so, they basically have coloured tags on the trees, so there's no disturbance really to the path and the trail itself. You get the odd boardwalk; it's just you follow the colour coding on the trees as you walk along, and it's really, really easy to follow. Um, the nice thing about these national parks as well was, if I had come in spring, a little bit later into spring, there would have been flying squirrels, which is a pretty cool thing I was hoping maybe I'd see one waking up a bit early but it was yeah that would have been awesome that would have been so uh, cool hugely the, the closest I got to a flying squirrel was the teddy I got for my daughter while I was there so um, <laughs> but no that was incredible and like the the what was really great to see was just like just the clumps of ice just lying around and it was the same thing as well when I went on to the next national park that day which is Sipun Korpi National Park and I did the um, the Kalkin Poltajan Trail and again um, check it out on the blog for the link. But uh, <laughs> um, I'm looking at it right now, and those like, wow, that's a lot of letters, like close, very close together. It's yeah. Well, like the thing, what I've I, I, so 
my brother's really into languages and I'm trying to learn a few as well. And he said Finnish is so difficult because it's got so many different ways you can say the word, the, all the different tenses. But he said the positive is that how it's written is exactly how the, how you say it. So it may have a lot of letters, but it's it's spelt quite phonetically. So it, hopefully I'm not too far <laughs> with the pronunciation. But um, but yeah, the both national parks are just so nice. They were both a bit busier, but it was a Saturday. So I think a, a lot more of the locals were, were coming out to have a little walk around. Um, both national parks just totally stunning. You're, you're surrounded by these beautiful coniferous trees. Just uh, like frozen water just coming down the side of the cliffs as you're walking past them. It was, yeah, just stunning. So at, at your second national park of the day, did you do any trails as well? Like, did you hike any, like, map trails? Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was the uh, the Kalkin Poltogen okay. <laughs> Trail. Gotcha, um, gotcha. And that takes you to the top of this rock called Hogberget. Um, and it would be a really nice view. And you feel like you've achieved something, obviously, because you reached that top point. But Finland's very flat anyway. So you're not really that high up, you know, a couple hundred meters, I think. But also, there are so many trees around. I actually found that the trees close to me were getting in my way of the view of the other trees further away. So a gorgeous view, but you're, you're so in the forest there that, you, you know, the the really far distance you can see over the flatland is slightly obscured by some trees. But but yeah, both trails are incredible. Um, uh, yeah, blessed with the nice weather again, just wore a nice coat, wore a nice scarf and gloves and just walked around as lush. Yeah, and I'm reading here too, before you ended your day, uh, you actually went back to your Italian spot to close yeah. off the day with some dinner. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it was um, so. I, I thought, right, let's do things a bit differently this time. Uh, you're in Finland, experience the cuisine. So I, I went, um, I g- used Google to research um, a, a local Finnish restaurant. Obviously, the main tip you're looking for is just slightly off the beaten track. Um, so that you know, that's more likely where the locals will go. And I found this place, and it was it was it ticked every box. It was within the affordability range, just because it's Finland. <laughs> um, uh, it was still within walking distance, but then most things for me are walking distance. So maybe don't use me as a, an example there. <laughs> um, um, and yeah, it just looked great. The menu looked fantastic, and I rocked up, and it was fully booked. And I was like, oh, are you going to have any any seating for one, just one single bloke? <laughs> Um, at all and they said no not for a couple of hours so mm. I, I just packed in and went back to the Italian restaurant all the same thing again <laughs> but I mean it hit the spot though right I mean, yeah that red Italian wine food. was one of the best red wines I've had yeah that's amazing is there anything else you wanted to mention about uh, day number two not really no just um, just it just just noting that it was just nice to again be in the city at at sun after sunset and just experiencing the sort of people moving around and just just going into it rather than cooking back of the Airbnb. I just I'd recommend doing that. Yeah, I like it, and the fact that this trip that you're so far, I mean we're all we're only on day number two right now, but it's so like it's so good for somebody who wants to experience the outdoors, even if the hikes aren't necessarily challenging so much. Um, mm. The fact that you're really amongst nature and like what you mentioned with the trees seeing all those trees it must be a a cool feeling to be in that environment yeah absolutely and just talking about nature on the topic of nature specifically that the the air was so like crisp and fresh it was insane it's just so nice and uh, and they they really do love their nature and and the wildlife there 
And also another thing to really note here too is that I was jam-packing specifically the things I liked into as much as I could. You can easily spread just these few days out to, to be, you know, a, still a quite a busy four days. But on top of that as well, there's so much more to do in Helsinki and the surrounding area. You know, just just go online and go like top things to do Helsinki and and you know and look up that there's there's more water sports as well as the sea starts to in theory thaw out. There's there's walking tours as well. I've been recommended by um Travel with Cookie, which is another blogger. Um, he said you know travel like these these walking tours are on paper free, but you give them a tip at the end. But they're brilliant because you, you're just learning more about these buildings that you you wouldn't have known otherwise. So there's so much you can do there. I was just jam-packing as much as I could into three full days, really. But, but yeah. All right, guys, we have one more day to review in Finland. Plus, I have some follow-up questions coming up for Chris. But before we get there, I need to tell you about group experience. Group experience allows you to book a trip and become part of a group tour. This gives you the opportunity to make friends on your travel adventure, and going as a group helps you keep your trip cost down. Group experience tours are thoughtfully crafted by travel professionals, so expect a smooth, safe, and fun trip that features a creative itinerary in whichever destination you choose. And speaking of destinations, there are trips available right now to the Smoky Mountains, Memphis, Niagara Falls, and more. Scroll down to today's show notes where you'll find a link to view all the group experience trips. Another great way to receive updates about new itineraries is to give group experience a like on Facebook. Make sure to give group experience a look. You're going to want to use them to book your next trip. Day three. The last day, um, and it was it was the same way I woke up the day before, which is balcony, sunrise, sauna, pack the bags, put them in the car, and then out the door. And you've got your routine. Yeah, I've got it down. It's a shame I couldn't keep doing it. I'll I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll be in touch with those Airbnb hosts, like definitely, and just be going back there. Um, but um, it was six a.m. when I left, and got out to the the ferry because there's a sea fortress that I mentioned earlier, and it's called Suomenlinna, and it's. I'm trying to remember the history off the top of my head. I mentioned it a bit more in the video I did on the, on, on YouTube. Um, so basically, it was a sea fortress that was built to defend from Russians coming over, and uh, the because Sweden used to own Finland, so the Swedes built it. It was to defend against Russia coming over, and then he was quite paranoid. But then I think it was about a hundred or so years later, uh, the Russians did attack, and they threatened to bomb every civilian so despite the technology in the sea fortress they just gave it up straight away <laughs> and so the russians took over mm. for another hundred or so years i think so so yeah it's got quite a bit of history on there but it's actually i thought it was one small island it is a full county of helsinki uh, a full district uh, so you get the ferry over no one checked my tickets but i would still recommend buying a ticket um you get the ferry over and at about nine and ten o'clock, the the cafes open, so you could walk around with a coffee. But I was there; it was zero, which is bang on freezing. And I was just walking around in the really still, no wind, gorgeous sunshine, not a cloud in sight. Just checking out the sea forges, and you can go in as well. You can walk into some of these tunnels that are super dark. And uh, I freaked out one bit, so I turned around, but <laughs> I tried. Um, but yeah, it is incredible. I spent uh, probably about half the morning just 
just exploring that island and checking everything out, reading all the signs. It's still an operating officer's uh, naval base too, so you get, have a lot of the officers being trained and, and, and residing there. So, yeah, lovely. And there's a few museums you can do that day too. At this point as well, it, this is exploring Helsinki on foot this day. I, I did 28,000 steps. And... Um, you the, actually track your steps. You physically track your steps with the, one of those apps. Using the iPhone thing, the health okay. thing on the iPhone. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's not completely accurate, but it's still you know give or take a couple thousand probably. But um, but yeah, pretty good. Um, and there are some museums on there too, like war museums. You can go in and check out you know the airplanes and the tanks and all the technology they had. So if you're into that sort of thing, you can get what's called the Helsinki Pass or the Helsinki Card. And there's a load of other museums that, and transport that's included on this one pass. So you can get that and then just hang around the city and get all the transport you need to. But I wanted to save money, so I walked. Um, <laughs> my fault for not kicking in the Airbnb. But um, So after exploring that, that sea fortress island and just taking it all in, got the ferry back over, which is relaxing in itself. And powered it straight out to the Natural History Museum first which is really fascinating. Um, taking in all the specific Finnish wildlife, uh, just learning all about that area, um, looking at the climate change, but obviously I'm, I'm fairly clued up, so I didn't spend too long there. I just kind of sympathised with it and moved on. Um, but uh, then cracked onto the National History Museum, and that's a really swanky museum. That's a, you, you go in, you, you, you've got free lockers, so you just use the tag and they've got phone chargers inside them too. So if your GoPro, your phone's running low, you can just plug it in and then just walk around the walk around the museum. I really highly recommend that. Starting off in the basement, just learning about hundreds of years ago, right? Right when um, you know when Finland was still using you know like spears and that that era. Uh, I'm not a history buff, so I'm not even going to try and tell you what age that was. But <laughs> um, <laughs> but around then, it was just fantastic. Um, and again, there's so much you can do. Uh, I was just sort of doing the highlights. I, I then took a about a four or five kilometer diversion to go and see the um, Sibelius monument. Uh, so Sibelius is a, uh, a composer. Uh, I'm sure you know, but just in case anyone doesn't, um, Sibelius is a classical composer. And just to add a little to what Chris is saying, Jean Sibelius is widely regarded as Finland's greatest composer. He was born in 1865 and lived until 1957. As a musician, his primary instrument was the violin. And until 2002, he was featured on the Finnish $100 bill. If this info helps you in trivia one day, please let me know. And my brother um, has just done a PhD in composing for music. So I tried to FaceTime him when I was there, but I just took a video instead because he didn't answer. But I literally only went there for him. Um, That's a good brother move right there. Hey, you know me. <laughs> um, just a shame he didn't answer, but never mind. Um, so there's also, when I was at the Italian restaurant the night before, I asked them, I said, where's two really good places to get coffee? Just because I hadn't actually seen anyone yet exp doing this this culture of thicker. Um, so she gave me two recommendations and both of them were packed out. Um, I, I turned. I went past one. Uh, I can't remember if I list them in there. If I don't, I tell you what, I'll um, I will get the names of them, and I'll put them in the blog. I'll edit the blog, and make sure they're in there before this is released, so you can go find them. They're really highly recommended, but because of that, 
they were packed out and I was walking past from the Sibelius monument and I think they just opened up and there's about 20 people in the queue just exiting outwards so I decided to crack on <laughs> um, and went more into the city this time so explored this brilliant cathedral they've got which is like a a curved off oval shaped building it looks almost like a ship but too round uh, and you go in and it's just the one room but yeah did that explored some nice shops around there got a nice coffee um yeah just just took it all in really and the last place i went to on that day was a place called um Lurley, which is a sauna it's this really nice contemporary style building and it's got a uh, i was because as the sea was meant to be frozen with sort of these clumps of ice floating around and the nice thing I liked about it was that you could take these steps down and they lead you into the sea. You can climb down a ladder. And I was going to do a frozen water sort of submersion. But when I went there, it wasn't frozen. It was just the typical sort of brown sort of bay sea. So <laughs> mm. I didn't do that. But it was a lovely way to just wrap up the the three days there, you know, resting my feet, <laughs> um, sitting in the sauna, then coming out and uh, updating my sort of National Park Journal, just sort of reflecting yeah, then- on the last few days. Yeah, and then I guess after that, you made your way to the airport, and, and that was a trip? Yeah, man. Yeah, back to the airport, hand the car back, and uh, and just got another little um, last summer's beside her, because they don't sell them in the UK. <laughs> um, and, um, and yeah, got on the plane and went back in. Awesome. I mean, this is a really great trip. Of course, I have a couple uh, follow-up questions, and I guess, yeah. you know, my first question is, you're somebody who's used to hiking, maybe more challenging, more... Uh, you know, hikes that require you to go up in elevation more so than the trails that you hiked here. Did you kind of maybe gain any sort of appreciation for more of like a flatter uh, experience when it comes to doing a trail like this? Yeah, massively, hundred percent. Yes, spot on. Um, I, I really did. I, I think they made it so easy to do. You turn up and they've got a board which explains the routes there. Um, they've got the color coding as well. So even if the board isn't in English, you know you can literally just look at a map. It's purple, and then you follow the purple tags. You know they made it so easy, and it was so beautiful there as far as nature goes. Uh, yeah, I developed a big appreciation for it. it. The for me the downside to those more flat trails is you could finish it and not feel quite worked. I'm one of those people that likes to do a hike to, to feel like I've moved my body rather than, you know, uh, stopping at every single log and uh, taking a picture of every single unique flower. Um, I try to find the balance, but mainly the more on the work side. But I did feel like they they were long enough to feel like you've moved your body, you've enjoyed it, and you've actually achieved something. So, yeah, 100%. Massive appreciation for, for trails rather than sort of mountain hikes, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I wonder if that maybe caused you to i don't know is this the most steps you've ever taken in a in a like three-day period this whole trip um you know what it, it might be um i was meant to do it on a few other trips yeah as far as a three-day period goes i think so yeah um because i, I guess I, when you're when you're hiking on more flat level you, you can actually you can take more steps right sort yeah. of yeah because yeah because yeah, you're up in your speed a lot aren't you you're you're you 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 can cover more ground quicker therefore more steps yeah in fact i could I, it might be interesting to see if the health app goes that far back i might um after this i might let you know how many steps i did those days but um i mean i did the twenty eight thousand steps was just helsinki on that last day and the only other tourism so not nothing to do with my work the only the only other sort of enjoyment travel related day i've got close to was i think 
26,000 steps, I think, and that was Trolltunga in Norway. So, um, so, so yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Awesome. One thing I noticed when I went on my trip to Iceland, which I need to make sure that I, 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 you know, make the distinction that it's definitely not Finland. They're two separate countries, but they're, you know, in the same part of the world, they're close enough. Um, I noticed that, you know, the museums in Iceland were really, really well done. I mean, you obviously had high praise for the museums that you saw um, in Helsinki. Were there any others that you didn't get the chance to go to that uh, people, you know, maybe talked about or referenced about, but you just didn't have the time to get to them? Nothing that comes to mind. Um, There's so much I flipped through in the research. You know, my mentality is, I would rather know about a place and choose not to go there than come back and have someone go, hey, did you go to the Natural History Museum? And then it, it would be right up your street and you, and you didn't even realise it was there. So I did loads of research. There's there's loads of different places you can go to and hop into. Um, nothing that caught my eye, but then I re- I am I'm the guy who like power walks through a museum just, cause, just to hurry up and get outside again. So I'm not the right person to ask for that. But I mean, just on your comment of how well done they are, like 100%, like massively so. And I've been to Stavanger in Norway and that, that was really well done too. And I've got research done for a road trip in Norway, which just keeps getting delayed, obviously, given the current times we're in. But they've got a glacier museum in Fjelland in Norway. And the just the architecture of that building, just looking at the pictures, is well done as well. I think it must be a Scandinavian thing. Well, Chris, before we call it an episode, for anyone that's a new listener to the show, um, obviously you've been on before, but tell people a little bit about your podcast and where they can find you. Yeah, I've got a podcast called Between the Mountains, and it's where I interview other people about, uh, you know, I do interviews, uh, expeditions, and must-do adventures as well. So, so we've got like five must do adventure series that's that's just happening and a few older itinerary based episodes yeah it's it's just a nice place if you if you like the more um adventurous side of the outdoors um you know and like pushing your limits and, and hearing from inspiring people then then yeah come over say hi and uh, and, yeah, and check it out absolutely well chris thank you so much for reviewing this trip with me Again, I appreciate you spending the time to uh, come on the show and chat with me, and um, we'll have you on again sometime soon. Absolutely. My pleasure. A big DBE thank you to Chris for coming on to do this Destination Rewind. If you're looking for a new podcast to get into and you haven't listened to Between the Mountains yet, definitely go and give it a try. It's on Spotify and anywhere else you'll find podcasts. I'd also recommend you visit betweenthemountains.org and sign up for the monthly newsletter. It's a great and inspiring travel resource. If you're ready to start planning your next trip, visit Group Experience. Again, the show notes has a link to all of the trips they have up, and also be sure to give them a like on Facebook. DBE is on Facebook and Instagram, and if you enjoy the show, find a way to spread the word. Whether that's telling a friend or sharing the latest episode on your feed, I appreciate all the support in helping this show reach more ears. Well, that's all I've got. Havasti, I think that's how you say goodbye in Finnish. Have a wonderful week, and I will talk to you soon. Destinations Beyond Expectations is brought to you by Kaleidoscope Adventures. If you need help planning your next student group trip, Kaleidoscope Adventures is the name you need to know. 
Visit them at www.mykatrip.com or give them a call at 800-774-7337 when you're ready to plan your next school trip. Again, that's www.mykatrip.com or call them at 800-774-7337.